It's time for Honest Reflection in Youth Ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 100 of After Nine. Chad Higgins. Uh, I think it's time for you to ask me that question. You ask me every week. Zach, Zach Worgen for 100 straight episodes without missing a week. Zach Worgen, how in the world are you, man? Man, I am elated and maybe on the verge of tears because I am loving this. Uh, I am so thankful for our After 9 community. I'm thankful for you and Kristen, uh, for Karen and my boys that let me stay up late and edit this show. Uh, this is this is a big deal, man. This is two years of probably the most consi- – I've missed way more days of daily devotionals and gym time than I've missed weeks of After 9. And so – uh, it's this, this is good because it allows me a good marker to know exactly how long it has been since I've gone to the gym, <laughs> and so it's been a hundred episodes. I, <laughs> it's been at least a hundred episodes. That's fair. Which That's is fair. <laughs> oh my goodness, big dreams, Kristen. big dreams. <laughs> Kristen, how in the world are you doing? Oh, well, now that that little snafu is over, I'm really doing great. I was sweating there for a little bit when you guys <laughs> abandoned me in cyberspace. I, was, <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I just said lots of things. and <laughs> yeah, got for, lots any, of- for any of our listeners that are um, on, on iTunes listening to this after the fact, um, we are recording this episode live on Facebook Live, and so we've got a few people that are tuning in to us. And yeah, so basically, before we started, um, me and all my grace was able to knock over the entire <laughs> internet connection, and Zach and I completely left the feed. Kristen was holding, holding it, down. it down by herself. Yeah, it was clutch. Oh. <laughs> it was good times. Really. Yeah, so now I'm good. I'm good. Now that we're all back together, I got my ice soy chai here. I'm just like so excited to be here and like what a milestone, 100. Yeah. That's like quite an accomplishment that I can't take a whole lot of credit for because I just got here like five minutes ago with you guys, but this is epic. So I'm so happy you got to be a part the of it. The next 100 look even brighter because of you. So thank You're you, welcome. Kristen. Chad, how in the world are you? Please. Man, once again, it just it just feels nice to be cared for and loved. He does like it when uh, you ask him. <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm doing well. This is this is a really you know Zach shared a little bit. This is a special episode for for him and I, and we're going to talk in you know in this episode a, a little bit about some of our history at After Nine, how this got started, why this is even going a thing, um, all of those kind of things. But it, it's special. This is um, exciting, and so um, I was speaking tonight in Bartlesville, a town here in Oklahoma, and. Um, got to swing through. And so Zach and I are in rooms next to each other. You know, we started out me driving to Zach's house every Friday um, recording. And so it, it feels a little. No, it's true, man. And actually, the other day I got to record awesome. an episode that will come out later, Chad, with those original microphones and red box. And it was it was uh, it was. I got a little teary-eyed setting it all the, the rig up again. It was pretty special, pretty special stuff. 
Which, which I think for a lot of folks, so After 9, obviously, like, not the most intuitive youth ministry podcast name, right? So, I mean, After 9, what does that mean? Is it, is it, is it a time that you close? Is it, a, is it a place to get coffee? And so for us, After 9 started because Chad and I go way back. And so if you've listened to the show a little bit, you know that Chad and I have been friends on and off again since high school. And we both ended up through speech and debate and college activities, youth pastoring after, like, Eight years of kind of knowing what was going on in each other's life. We both ended up in towns about 40 minutes from each other, and we would meet for coffee, and then we would often call each other Wednesday nights or midweek about 9 p.m. after youth stuff, and we would talk about what was going on, how did it go, was it a good week, was it a bad week. That's when one of our original hashtag phrases of Chalupa Spike was born, (laughs) the idea that you went to Taco Bell and you either ate the Chalupa because you had a bad night, or you spiked the Chalupa because it was a good night, and you don't need that Chalupa. And so I I think about uh, Double Shot Coffee Chat and those conversations that we had of of feeling like, okay, we both have been in youth ministry for over a decade. It, it kind of felt like that mantle of responsibility of like, we're not the young guys in youth ministry anymore. We're not the ones that are in youth ministry that are 22, that are just figuring out stuff and starting out with stuff. We are the ones that maybe other folks are asking questions of or asking about our experiences. And so what's a way that we can give back? And so that's for us. We both were podcast listeners and thought, well, we're having these conversations on Wednesday nights after nine. Why don't we start having these conversations on the airwaves? for podcast kind of potential. So that's that's kind of what it goes back to. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's dive into kind of our, our actual to- topic here. Um for for a little bit, um we we want to kind of combine this episode of of looking back, saying thank you and, and milestones with some milestones in student ministry. And so um we want to take this episode like we, we feel like we've done with the previous hundreds and talk about um Life in student ministry and and along the way, and I think for each of us, we have milestones in our ministry, whether those are specific to the ministry, to the minister, to your people. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that um, for for a moment. So I want you guys to think um, with me really quick. What are some... What are some milestones for you when it comes to youth ministry that you either currently celebrate or you've celebrated in the past with your team, your students, your volunteers? So, Zach, for you, um, really quick, what does that look like? Are there any of those like mile markers for you that you can point to that you think are beneficial for youth ministers to think? Yeah, uh, the the thing I think for me is to start thinking about youth ministry in seasons. And one of those big seasons I, I think is is summer, obviously for the different kind of you know banner or marquee activities. And so for us with our youth ministry students, we go back to a camp that I grew up going to. And I shared about this, I think, a few months ago. There's actually a couple different spots around that campground uh, that <laughs> we um, go back to. And I think that's one of the places that like, I return to from, from my youth and think about you know, where I was in my faith journey in those places and then what students I've brought through um, to that camp, both when I served in Oklahoma City, when I've served in Tulsa. And so for me, like it's it's returning to like a physical place that's been really special and important and then taking the time and the moments to kind of celebrate that kind of return to a place that's been kind of a pilgrimage site for both me as a student and for my students to bring them to. But Kristen, for you? 
Yeah, when I was um, abandoned on the air and I was searching for something to talk about, I um, so forgive me because some of this will be what, what I was sharing when you guys were MIA. But I think for me, <clears throat> one of the biggest milestones has been watching the fruit and being able to celebrate that. You know, mm-hmm. because when I first started, you know, I showed up to a community center with 11 students and I had to do everything. I had to ref every game. I had to um, lead the student uh, leadership team. I had to do the message. I had to write the small group curriculum. I had to, you know, I was in charge of every little facet of the ministry and you know, at, at, at 21, it was, you know, um, intense, but it was small. And so my leadership capacity grew as the ministry grew. And so now what I see, what is so exciting for me is as I look at my current volunteer staff, so I have about 22 on my volunteer staff, and I would say like 19 of those 22 are my old students. And not only are they my old students, but we have like a, like a discipleship team that students can sign up for and be a part of called SOS. It stands for students of service and they're, they become a part of the ministry. We give them jobs to do. We do service projects and stuff. Most of my current volunteers and even my paid and unpaid interns, um, come from that squirrely seventh grade class, you know, back in the day. And so watching them grow up and now develop ministry gifts, and now they come back to the ministry to serve. It's so amazing because I already have a relationship with them. And so I got to watch them go from my ministry to the high school ministry. And then once they're in college, you know, them coming back and, and serving. And one of them actually just got a job as a youth pastor um, in a town about an hour from us, he's leading his own ministry. He was my intern for a couple of years and, you know, just, you know, what I found is like the number one thing that I, I feel that I'm called to in my job is developing leaders. So, um, you know, that has bared, born so much fruit, you know, in my ministry Um, and for the church overall, because now we're raising up these guys and girls who are like rock stars. But here's the hard part is you don't see that when you're first starting and you're doing everything by yourself and leading a discipleship team is a lot of work and, and you don't feel like anyone's helping you or supporting you, you know, you're charging a hill and then you see fruit at the top. But but that doesn't come quickly and that doesn't come easily and it doesn't come without reminding yourself we're in this for the long haul and, and the fruit comes later. I mean, especially with junior hires, we've done a lot of stuff on junior hires lately, but, um, you know, it, it, that's been like, wow, I can stand on the top of that hill and celebrate, you know? Yeah. Is that something you can plan for? Like to to you either Chad or Kristen, like now that you both have been serving in youth ministry for over 12 years, like now that you've been around long enough to see a few cycles of students kind of move through and graduate, Kristen, now that you have 19 former students serving with you, which is only extra special because I'm sure some of the students you had when they were middle schoolers, special middle schoolers uh, that brought (laughs) you lots of joy and burden are now getting to minister to your new middle schoolers that bring you joy and burden? Like, is there a way that now that you're thinking about 
engineering that kind of like forward thinking stuff? Is is there a way for you to think about it, uh, not not in a reverse engineering way, but kind of in a future like, hey, like it's okay because of what's about to happen? I I actually think that you have to. So exactly okay. what you're talking about, like in student ministry, or I think any ministry in general, like celebration, I think is such an important part. I think just for for us as people, right, these like mile markers of ministry, good and bad, are in, are important for us to like remember and then like return to, right? I, I think that there, I think we see this in scripture quite often, right? Like. I, I, the the example that comes to mind is when the people of God cross uh, the Jordan River, right? And then they're they're yeah, yeah. the you know the priests go back in and they grab stones and it, and it's this it's this remembrance. And so I think in student mm-hmm. ministry, it's important along the way of almost I don't want to say planning for celebration, but planning for a remembrance right which hopefully is a celebration for us but because when we don't do that then we just we become reactionary right to our feelings Mm, and what's happening and i think that that often leads to this place of feeling frustrated um either with what's happening in the current moment right or that we live in this like moment of like joy because like tonight went well and you know that's one of the things that i think even that the name after nine, kind of this place of where it came from, is these thoughts that you're, that are going through your head, right? When you're walking to the car at nine o'clock at night, you've locked up the doors, yeah. all of those kind of things. It, it's these, it's the like heart pool, mind numbing kind of things that that we think about as youth ministers or youth workers. And, and so I think for us being able to think through, hey, how do how do we celebrate the wins? Uh, how do we yeah. mourn the losses, right? Those yeah. kind of things together as a community that one helps some of your leaders, but your students and all those feel a part of what's going on and not just something that's Kristen, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you think about that? Like, would, do you see that to be true for yourself? Yeah. And I think what you're saying with the celebration thing, I think that, um, you know, that gives you the motivation to charge the next hill and it gives your, um, your team, the motivation to remember why we're doing what we're doing. So, um, when you hit a milestone of attendance, whether it's, um, kids who come to know Christ, whether it's baptisms or whether it's those individual stories, like, I think that's really important because us as youth ministers, like sometimes we get the accolades. Like I get an email from a mom who's saying how our program is changing her kid's life, but I'm like, Thank you, but I can't take complete credit for that because I have a team of 22 um, who that's that is them. And so I constantly forward all that stuff or put my put the parents in touch with that small group leader, that volunteer who's been ministering to their student. And I think connecting and platforming our volunteers, our leaders, our interns to, you know, uh, remind them of like, I use the verbiage with them all the time. You're the pastors, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's my job title, but you are a pastor, um, at this church. You, you shepherd your, your small group. You have, um, their spiritual formation in, you know, 
in your hands to, to an extent and the discipleship is coming from you too. So when we celebrate, I think telling specific stories is really important. I, I like, forgive me, but I hate the good job guys. Like, what does that even mean? You know, (laughs) I think when we're going to celebrate, I think, you know, I, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. Mm. And because of that, I'm sensitive to the generalities of, Hey, we're doing a good job. Like, yeah. okay. Like, but when I see that, that means nothing, that literally it means doesn't. nothing. <laughs> it really, I mean, and I get the sentiment for sure. And so I'm not trying to be a snob, but I think at the same time, if we actually are going to celebrate these milestones, yeah. we have to celebrate them specifically, right. you know, yeah. call people by name, tell stories of students by name, get down to the the big celebrations of, wow, we hit, you know, a hundred or so kids, this many kids came to know Christ, this, you know, whatever. But then we got to, we got to hone in on, on the more like microscopic level, but who, where, where's the name? Where's the face? Where's the story here? Because that's powerful. And that's what motivates people to keep going. And now we can charge the next hill. If we're not celebrating, I'm not charging the next hill. You know, I want to like, you know, well, Does that that's, make sense? That's, one, that's one of the things that I, I think I've seen this conversation go around a couple times in various Facebook groups and kind of youth ministry network settings. The best thing you can do at your volunteer meeting is to create, carve out some space for people to share personal stories of ministry going well from their perspective because you need your leaders to hear from other leaders what's happening, working, uh, transforming in the lives of their student because there's two or three of your workers that are super down on what's been happening and there's two or three Mm -hmm. others that have things to say. And so more than having a meeting for just like, hey, everybody, here's the calendar for the next quarter, get folks sharing those stories of like, I know stuff's been tough over here, but would you please share like, like, like Jan will you please share what happened in your small group last Friday I need you to tell the rest of our team because it is powerful and you empower Mm -hmm. them to say it to share it and make space for everybody else to hear it email them the calendar but get them together in the room and share and highlight those stories well I've heard it often said right what you celebrate is what you value right and so and and that's going to trickle down to your leaders right and so if all they ever hear you celebrate right is a numerical thing or, or whatever that yeah. is, or we finished, it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then, then that's what they, they're looking for, right. To try to accomplish, to, to then be celebrated themselves. Right. And so I think that they're along the way, like as, as ministers, we've got to understand, okay, how do we communicate value? Right. How do we communicate yeah. like what we're really trying to strive for? And in doing that, not only are we like giving a value statement and a mission statement, but we're celebrating that value statement, that mission statement, right? And so like, it's one thing to say like, you know, we want to make fully devoted followers of Christ. It's another thing to be able to, to like point to a story of the process of that happening in a student's yeah. life, a small group's life, and to be able to celebrate together. But I would yeah. also like... And I would love you guys' input here of do you think that there's some value in us also, maybe not on like a student level, but at least on a leader level of like walking through hardship together? You understand what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. the the opposite yes. end of that. Like, Zach, what would 
Do you have any insight? Uh, only since we're sharing Old Testament stories, and we're, we're talking. <laughs> we did a lot of stuff with Moses a month ago, and we're doing stuff with Moses again at church. Um, there, there, there is almost. Um, in conversations and kind of preparing and talking about stuff, there was this line that kept happening, especially when we talk about like children of Israel, Old Testament stuff of trust God to take care of the things that only God can take care of and then expect or endure suffering. Right. So it's like that Red Sea moment of like, uh, here we are back against the the wall. Like God's either got to do something or I don't know. And yet we know that suffering's coming too. And I think that's kind of the ministry call is that we have this level of faithfulness of like, we, we believe this to be true. We believe that this matters. We believe that there is one that will provide for us. And yet we also believe, expect, and know that we have to endure like the suffering or that, or that, that old, the old, maybe like Quaker word of like, like enduring, uh, like long suffering, right? That idea of like part of the faithfulness, uh, the life of discipleship that we live is to endure that long suffering. And so I don't know. I, I think, I think you have to be open and transparent about that enough to know that it is going to be difficult. It is going to be full of seasons of struggle. And the reason that we have to, like you shared, Chad, think about it in the long term is it's the only thing that's going to pull us through. So if we're going to use the theological words, it's, it's our faithfulness in the things now and our hope in the way that things will be that allow us to love uh, the ministry that we've been called to. And so there's the, veal- the theological virtue conversation for today's episode. You know, I, That's good. I, I remember I had a, uh, I had a, uh, it was a, a leader of, it was either sixth or seventh grade girls, but there was just a lot of drama, right? In their group. Imagine that, right? Yeah. The, 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 this was probably the only, who knew? Yeah. This is probably the only group that's ever had this issue, but, um, Man, it, it really, I could tell, like, weighed on uh, my adult leader in that group. And she had such a, like, caring heart. And I remember, like, one of our small group, like, um, meetings, like, we took some time just for her to, like, share some of, not, like, to vent, but just to tell kind of the backstory of what's going on. And then just the ability to, like, as a team, like, lay hands on her, pray for her, pray for these girls, right? And I think that what it, those kind of moments help us as a team come together of knowing, like, we're going to celebrate together, but we're also going to have each other's backs. And I think that that is so, so important. It's mm, good. Yeah, and y- yesterday I was talking with my senior pastor because, um, you know, our the hub of our ministry um, as a church is something called growth groups. A lot of churches have them. They call them different things, life groups, small groups, whatever. And, you know, in the past, you know, they've really wanted me, Hey, Kristen, can you lead a growth group? And I said, I already am. It's my 22 volunteers, you know, that I need to care for, you know, um, I find myself, you know, that whole after nine question where we're getting this title from is, you know, after nine o'clock, you know, you're probably going to find me in the hallway talking to one of my leaders about what's going on in their life. I'm get as we speak, I'm getting a text message from one and, you know, her husband's yeah. having health stuff and, you know, this leader sending her encouraging verses for something she's going through. And, and that's not even to mention, you know, the parents we care for as well, just to let them know, Hey, we see you, we know this yeah. is rough, you know? And so I feel like our job too, you know, we talked a lot about celebrating, but then you guys kind of honed it 
in on how do we care for those teams? You know, um, Richard had commented a bit ago, Richard Bulger, and he was saying, yeah, good job doesn't count. Um, it's, I remember I was in a meeting once and we had just gotten done with this ridiculously labor intensive event. And I had told the leader of this team, I said, we need to stop and celebrate. And he was like, you're right. This is how he celebrated. Hey, let's celebrate what we just did. That, Mm. that was a lot. All right, now that we've celebrated, let's move on. I was like, wait, you saying the word celebrate was a celebration? <laughs> like, you know, it was, um, I think we have to be intentional of how we are. I think celebrate, I would love to equate that to care. You know, yeah. um, Katie Johnson, it's an old book, but it's she wrote it. It's called Go Team. And it's written specifically to youth pastors on how to care for their volunteer staff and how to care for their interns, whether they've just had a baby or whether they're going through a difficult time or, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, that we're not only shepherding students, but that that team as well. Yeah, that's so good. That's good. I, I, that's good. I think there's a level of, you know, what we're talking about and have so far in the episode is this celebration and, and, and mourning and caring for our leaders. But this is also so true um, for our students as well, right? For like yeah, yeah. life things for themselves. You know, when we get to, I think about all the times, like I feel like I've celebrated with students of like, they've just got their license, right? And like yeah. for, for years and years, like my celebration with it, with them was always like, oh, awesome. You can come pick me up and we can get Sonic, right? And so it was like, that was this like very personal way of just celebrating with them of like, you can drive and like getting in their car and like cranking up the radio and turning on their AC and like rolling all their windows down, right? And like all of that kind of stuff of just getting to like live in that moment that like they're so excited about, right? That we get to celebrate with them and this huge milestone of their life. And like, I think about graduation and like, and and then those like hard moments, right? When the seventh grader gets dumped for the first time and and those kind of things Mm -hmm. that I think is important, not only for them. And and this would be my big takeaway, I think, for our listeners today. It's important for us, right? I think as a minister to realize that like, like, we are presenting these people with the good news of the gospel and we're joining them in their life, right? Like we're walking alongside some of the most pivotal times of these students' lives and we're getting to play a part in that. And so I think a lot of times like we can leave on a Wednesday and we go, oh, like the sound didn't go well tonight. The transitions were rough. And, and yeah, we want to clean those things up and those things are important. But at the end of the day, like the joy of getting to walk alongside a seventh grader, a 12th grader to do life with them and to point them to Jesus Christ is such an honor, even in the hardest and worst days as a student. Hey man, the days are long, the weeks are short, and the years, they fly by. And that, and that is, I think, is true for many of our folks out there that are, are raising their own kiddos as it is those that are ministering to kiddos that feel like they're part of our families. I mean, those are the ones that we care for. And yeah, tonight, if you had a midweek, it probably dragged on and you thought, oh my gosh, if I have to do this again. But go back and try to think about seven weeks ago. Can you remember the details? Go back to nine months ago. Do you remember what you taught? Go back to nine years ago. Do you remember what you were wearing or what you were about? Because it goes by so fast, 
And I think that's what the call for milestone markers is, Chad. I was telling you on the car ride over today, like, I, I don't know, something about October. It's like, for me, this is the month of, like, uh, reflection or contemplation in youth ministry because all the summer stuff is done at least for me like all the Christmas stuff is somebody else's duty so like I live in this like <laughs> paradox of like the big stuff's over fall retreats always our most like simple and straightforward event and so like I'm just like living into the what happened this year what was good this year what was this year about like what what do I want next year to be about and so uh, Chad, take, Chad, take <laughs> us into the second half of the show here. Because we talked about After 9 that was, and now where we are. So we're getting a little bit reflective of 100, 100 episodes past. I mean, I was scrolling the episode list earlier this week. We've covered a lot of topics. Is there anything left for us to cover, Chad Higgins? Oh, like, where do we go from here? There's plenty left. So we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us and give us the opportunity to celebrate. So, I, Zach, I, I'm going to ask you a few questions, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what these questions are about to be. A hundred episodes. Te- yeah, man. Tell me one of your like favorite moments. Uh, wow. So I remember the moment when we called Jody Livingston from Longer Hall and just reached out because, you know, podcasters just talk to each other. Because that was one of the shows I first told you about. I was like, man, his show's really well produced. We need to find out what he's doing, how he's doing it. And it was just as easy as, like, emailing him off of his site, and he got back with us. And I was like, dude, this is Jody! (laughs) And so I remember talking with him about, like, you know, what are some successful strategies for podcasts? And he was super helpful and kind in those early days. Uh, I think about when we decided, hey... Uh, our listeners have told us that these hour-long episodes are too long for them to catch up with every week. Why don't we just do ourselves the favor and have 35 minutes or less and keep it up every week? Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever thinking about starting your own podcast, please know that if you commit to every week, you have to do it every week. <laughs> and it might be wiser to commit to every other week. Uh, but we're still here, and we're having a good time. Uh, and then I think, chat about the conversation we had of why don't we have some guests on the show? Uh, not because we were tired of each other. I still like talking to you. Um, but when we started saying things like, you know, there are other voices that we want to bring into this. And I just think about all the great, cool people we've got to interview that this guy who grew up in uh, small town Oklahoma is working at a medium-sized church in Tulsa that gets to talk to national voices in youth ministry and just learn from them uh, and get to bring them to people that he knows and cares about. And so that's always been just really kind of special stuff that I've really enjoyed. Um, but what about you, man? A hundred episodes of asking me how in the world I am. So Chad Higgins, what's good? What's good? Um, <laughs> that, that Korean restaurant in Stillwater. Oh, dude, I know, so yeah. good. Um, <laughs> man, you know, for me, I, I think one of the, like one of my favorite memories, um, I, and I, I don't want to get too like sentimental with it, but like, one of my favorite memories, I think, is like the in between, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, for a long time, like I was driving back and forth to Tulsa, and Zach and myself would meet on Fridays and we record together. And um, man, when we first started, um, my senior pastor at that time, like, just left, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was like, Oh my, like, what is this going to look like? Right. And, and having someone there, right. 
to not only continue to talk about healthy practices and ministry, um, but just having a friend along the way. And, and I think that that was really important for me, not only just in that time of life, but just life in general. And, and yeah. so, man, I, I appreciate your friendship and, and, and along the way, you know, I think of some funny stories that we've, we talked about <laughs> one of those. And, and I was telling Zach this the other day, like 200 episodes. One of the things I want to do is have someone go through all of our episodes and find all the horrible puns that Zach has made along the way. <laughs> like, folks. And all the times that I made you laugh and you had to pull away from the microphone. Oh my God. Because you're obviously more consistently funny than I am, but I feel like when I get you, I get you. You do good. get me hard. I love that. <laughs> but I, I remember one where, so my dog was having, this was like early, early after nine. My dog was having dental surgery and you went on the rest of the show <laughs> to make more dog puns than I could have ever imagined. I, I think it ended when we had something about your dog having wooden teeth and being like George <laughs> Washington crossing the Delaware. And that's at the point that we jumped. <laughs> yeah, the show. yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, also, Shark oh, Week yeah. has been by far also Shark Week um, episodes. The, a nice transition. <laughs> the greatest episodes we've ever done. Um, the, we I will be continuing my own Just Shark podcast soon, and so I'm very excited about that. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kristen, if you would, would you share with the the group a little bit because you've been a listener for for almost as long as we've been doing stuff, and that's one of the things we 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 made our friendship connection because of the podcast. So, yeah, I um, you know, in one of the blogs that I did for you guys a while ago, I kind of talked about how um, if there's any ladies in youth ministry out there listening, um, you might be able to commiserate with me, but, you know, just finding, uh, mentors and, and community and stuff like that was, is always rough. And so I always joke that, um, all the podcasters, bloggers were my mentors without even knowing it. And, um, you know, after I'd put my daughter to bed, I'd put in my headphones and I, you know, clean the house or fold laundry or straighten my hair or, you know, do whatever, uh, while I listen to your podcasts. And, um, you know, I, I just felt kind of like that connection of like, um, so I kept coming back, you know, um, just to feel, I think, hearing how other youth pastors, because you always had a different guest and then talking about, all right, programs over now yeah. what and getting now down what? to like well now what's going through your mind what are you thinking about what are you struggling with and I, I don't know it just kind of kept me coming back from more and realizing okay like you need that constant reminder like I'm not I'm not alone in this like yeah. people all over the country are doing this and they're doing it well and they're doing it in different ways and and they're struggling with certain things and they leave after nine nine o'clock feeling defeated some nights you know, ready to throw the chalupa on the ground. Um, (laughs) Wait, no, that's a good thing. Spiking it is good. Okay. Ready to eat the chalupa. Chalupa. That's a bad thing. Right. There it is. So drown yourself in Taco Bell shame. (laughs) And, 
and it just made me okay like here we go another week you know I think you guys had a guest on um I forgive me I forget his name but he was saying you know he can't quit every Monday Mm, and um you know walking into the office and his senior pastor said you can't you can't quit every Monday. It can't be. How did Sunday go? And I think that's what your podcast really did for me is like, okay, perspective. Like I'm not the only person struggling. I'm not the only person doing this. I'm not the, you know, so I was pretty hooked. Um, you know, when I just stumbled across it really just kind of looked up youth ministry podcasts and, and became a fan, um, pretty early on. So. All right, Zach, next question for you, buddy. Okay, number two. What was, who's the most, and, and I know like all of our guests have been fantastic. Who's one oh, guest oh. for you, like you specifically, not like as host Zach or, you know, okay. you specifically Ooh, that's be hard. as a youth minister, like what's one that like stands out to you that like you're like, at, at least at that moment, like I needed that or or they were just yeah, great yeah. insight who is that for you uh i mean i would i think off the top always say nice things about our good friend and uh you know the good professor andy rude uh, <gasps> that's the one i was gonna say i i, so I love that episode was so good i love him um uh, but i think also too about the ways in which like L and Josh shared honestly. I, I think, I mean, those are two people that have a national platform that when we're like, hey, you want to come talk about honest things in youth ministry? That they could be like, hey, friend, I, I try to keep, not that I lie, but I, I try to keep my honest stuff to myself, you know, because they've, they've got a lot of people that are listening to everything that they say. And like Josh is telling us about the time that he almost got kids arrested. Uh, and Elle is telling us like in a very like vulnerable way how she was like really wrestling with like her identity as, as a woman and trying to lead in ministry and not having good role models and trying to break through these like ministry glass ceilings. And, and now I, I watch what she's doing uh, and it's just incredible. And like she is like, you know, a forerunner for youth, youth ministry, women leadership. Uh, so those I think were special. Uh, I, I think the people that maybe surprised me the most, cause these are folks that I didn't know as well, uh, are probably, uh, Andrew Zersky, who's a professor in youth ministry. Like I only knew him through his books and I felt like I learned a lot about him from asking those same stinking questions every time about his time in youth ministry. That makes me read his books a lot differently. Uh, and then, uh, our good buddy, Greg Steer from just a couple episodes back. Like, I mean, you know him as like Mr. Dare to share and and he's like about evangelism and about like, you know, you have got to re up or, or spice up like what you're doing in your ministry because you're missing a key ingredient. And it's an evangelism. But man, like him sharing about the struggle in his marriage when he was trying to church plant and kind of like grow dare to share to the thing that it is now and how it led to almost like a fight with his associate pastor and then not saying, well, it's all fine now, but sharing that like there's still a continuing struggle in trying to lead ministry well and then also be married well. And I just, I don't know. I think, I think every interview has its elements. Uh, I, I think I would probably stay up late talking to Andy the longest, um, but there's definitely been some that I think surprised me with both their kind of honesty and their candor, and then also their willingness to share kind of like their struggles and maybe even their like low moments or failures. Like I think one of those questions that we've asked you know, probably 47 times Higgins is, you know, the night you almost quit, right? Like hearing these folks that are like, you know, leading at a national level, writing books for a national, international audience talking about, yeah, there was a moment that it was almost over. 
And I just, mm-hmm. man, that is just, that's stuff that I need to hear because I, I, need, I need to hear that, you know, if, if it's even a word you can have, heroes in youth ministry, you know, come to the point of being pretty low. So yeah. I don't know, man, those are, those are all good. You guys, what do you think? Kristen, you said root. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I had written down when you asked that question, uh, number sixty one, Andy Root. I really enjoyed that, but I was like you, you know, I, I even have one of Greg Steer's books, his Dare to Share book. When we yeah. do our, um, we do an evangelism series every October, and I got a lot of my points from him, but I've never like, um, really. I never got the chance to dive into his other resources. I've never been to his conferences or anything like that. But then hearing him on the podcast, I was like, whoa, like this guy is a like, um, he's, he's a powerhouse, you know, like <laughs> he's a firecracker. He is. <laughs> oh, and I didn't see that coming. I thought, I thought quite the opposite. You know, I thought he was more the meek and mild type, but he's a powerhouse. And that was just like, you, you don't put a chili pepper on the front of one of your books unless you've got some spice <laughs> <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed Greg and that one was pretty recent. So, um, it's fresh in my mind, but I, I mean, I've liked all the guests. I just feel like I learned something so different, especially coming from different sized churches and, um, different parts of the country and, and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, everyone, everyone we have is like, it's been dang, fun. they bring a ton to the table. You know, for me, I, so Zach Hummer from Zach and Ryan from yeah. when are you going to be a, when real, be pastor? a real pastor? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I, his episode was great. And he, I think in my mind, like his episode and then their podcast that I listen to um, blend a little bit together. But for yeah. me, like, you know, Zach and myself, we've gotten to know Zach and Ryan um, fairly well. And so like getting to see his heart and as he talks about, like being a minister and um, walking through a very with his family and the health of his daughter. Like to me, like episodes like that reminds me of like the great people that like we've got to like walk through this journey with. Right. And so yeah. um, like I think about him and I'm going to try to name a bunch of people. You already mentioned Jody, but I think of like, Kenny and L and how much help they were to us when we first started. Yeah. Zach and Ryan have been just awesome uh, to get to know like Mike Keybone and the, the Devo that we did with him, Acton Bowen, which will be do- helping us with season two of the Devo, two of the Devo. Devo and just how encouraging he's been with us uh, along the way. But um, I mean, Josh Griffin, us sitting in that like a hotel room, right with him. and. Um, when we first started Youth Ministry Booster, right before it ever launched, yeah. of just like sliding the laptop over to Josh Griffin and go, "What do you think?" What right? Do you like, think? Yeah, is yeah. this even should we do this? And him giving us like great insight and those kind of things, and like, man, the list goes on and on and on. Like all of our bloggers that have helped us along the way. Um, who who else I'm missing? I'm missing probably like ten thousand people, right? And yeah. know that like there there have been so many people, not only that have like impacted Zach in my life, but like have, have helped this like crazy idea that we feel like the Lord has given us first with After Nine, and now like Youth Ministry Booster, and Booster. we're trying to create coaching and connecting with guys. But I think at the heart of everything, it goes back to Zach and myself sitting across 
a coffee table talking about ministry and caring for one another. And so for us, like we started in that moment and going, Hey, there are probably more that want to join in this conversation of trying to be a better youth minister. Let's start doing this podcast. And now we're at this point of going, Hey, we can try to create online communities of youth ministers that even though they can't sit across a coffee table with each other, they can, they can get on, you know, a video chat, care for one another, pour into each other's life, push each other on towards healthy and hardworking practices in student ministry. And so for me, like, it it seems like it's all of these things that have come together over the years that that have made After Nine great, not only just, I think, as a podcast, but for me, like, as a minister. And that's one of the things that I've told Zach and, and we've talked about, but at the end of the day, I think our friendship and after nine and wrestling with these questions has made me a better minister. And I pray and I hope that for our listeners, they would say at least to some level, it has them as well. And, and so, you know, that's kind of where we've been and that's where we are now. And as we talk about the future of after nine and youth ministry booster and everything that's happening, you know, we're, we're so excited of this next chapter that, that God's unfolding before us. But I think, you know, Kristen is part of this next chapter and, you know, she's only been on here a few episodes with us now, but to me, she represents something that is, is, is huge. Well, it's the idea that community can be found, right? And that's one of the things that I think, you know, the overflow from After Nine Youth Ministry Booster is that community can be found, that there are like-minded youth pastors that want to ask the tough questions, not just, hey, what did you do in your programming last week, but those honest, real After Nine self-care, self-motivation, health and hard work questions. And that's really, I mean, Chris, and I'll let you chime in here, like, that's that's really the thing that we are about. We've always been about, and now we feel like we have kind of the the platform for the way forward. Yeah, totally. And and you know, um, it's crazy to think. You know, I found you guys. You know, and I remember, you know, listening to one of the episodes, and at the end, you said we're looking for female uh, bloggers, and if you're interested, like, give us an that's, email. That's you. That's you. I was driving, <laughs> and I was like. I could do that. And it was sort of this prompting of like, maybe, maybe this is what God's, you know, uh, open door. And I'm like, whatever, like I'll send an email. So you see what happens. And, you know, from there, I think, um, you know, it just kind of, just kind of went from there and, and so honored to now be a, a host with you guys. But it really started with not the desire i I I remember you asking me, Zach, have you ever done any podcasting? I'm like, uh, well, I speak at conferences sometimes and I had never done it. And so it wasn't me like, Hmm, how can I, how can I be a part of what they're doing? It was more just like, I craved the community that you offered so much. And so for me, it was like, well, if there's a way that I can have more of that, then 
and even yeah. be a part of giving that because I remember, especially as a female in ministry, how desperate I've been over the years for like, please, someone just like, can we forget about gender for a second? I'm yeah. like drowning in loneliness here and f- wondering how in the world I can continue to do this. Um, and so I had to find people who would just speak to me, even if it was a one-way conversation, you know? Yeah. And so... Um, for me, it was seeking you guys out and, and what you offered and just wanting to be a part of it. So, um, I, it's amazing that it, you know, has taken some unexpected directions and I've been really excited and, and happy about that. But, uh, you know, that's what it's all about is what is the community we offer, you know? That's good. Well, we're going to wrap it up for our listeners here. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Uh, this has been a fun episode to celebrate 100 moving forward. We are going to be back next week with our regularly scheduled uh, pre-recorded podcast every <laughs> Wednesday. You can check it out. Uh, I'm going to be better about having it ready before 9 p.m. So it'll be available to you on Wednesdays on the regular. We're going to be back next week with episode 101. The most important thing I do every week as a youth minister. Ooh, before we go, be any parting shots, final thoughts? thoughts chad higgins Kristen lascola k cola i love the comments that honestly that has been my favorite part comments are so dang fun to watch it's like i want to like respond to everyone thanks you erica you know i just love like yay like look at us this is so fun to hear people i want to do this every time it's been good man it's been it's been really fun I'm, i'm thinking about coming back for one more episode and so <laughs> drinker special announcement that chad higgins is super excited about you can go to after nine dot show slash coffee and we have partnered with our friends at eote or ends of the earth coffee to have a special after nine brew delivered to you and so uh just know that we are <laughs> excited about it and if chad makes me drink all the coffee then so be it but Kristen and i are really excited to have our own after nine coffee that you can enjoy too while listening to after nine so help make those staff meetings a little bit shorter by enjoying some after nine coffee that yes chad it's whole bean so you may have to find somebody with a grinder so <laughs> Ooh, too many steps too, too complicated many steps, too many steps we saw how he is with technology. Let's not shut the whole place down, That's right. you know, That's with right. the coffee grinder. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, I'm thankful for you guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we really appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful night, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry, or visit www.after9ministry.com to subscribe and learn more. I'm going to show you things you've never seen.